Dallas has just been on a terror. I believe we can attribute that to Jason Robertson. Also, Jake Ottinger, who's really stepped in. Yeah, so we can compare uh, a rookie QB to a toddler. Hayward's absence for this game will be significant, and I wouldn't be surprised if this game turns into a blowout as of late. The Golden Knights just can't bullet. I really think the Avalanche are determined this year. They made so many moves and grabbed so many guys that they have to win a championship or at least make the finals. They were on our, our championship and bust. The same self, uh, the only year he won an MVP was the year he cheated, which really should uh, put something against uh, that MVP. But Yeah, and as a Cowboys fan, I have learned how dangerously good Aaron Rodgers has been with he can just thread a pass. Hello, I am Ruby Ackerman, and you are listening to Outsider's Opinion with Kevin and Austin. What's up, y'all? Welcome to our NBA Opinions of the Week. We've done two this week, or a couple are coming out. And uh, the man that uh, has two free throws, Austin. Okay, I'll try not to be Giannis and waste too much time here. Uh, Mm -hmm. But let's just get right to it. Does the NBA have a parity issue? I would say most definitely. Yeah, I would agree. Because I think the parity issue... Some is by accident, but I also think some teams want to be bad. I agree. Teams that don't want to be in the middle. The middle is a very uh, despair-ridden place because there's no hope for the future, and there's no hope for now, so you just stuck to wait, and what are you waiting for? You're waiting for mid. You're waiting for, again, nothing great unless you get a fluke run like we're seeing Miami and Miami was a good team last year. Like they were one seed, so that's not a great example. But uh, except for the few eight seed runs, seven seed runs, you don't really see a team designated in the middle uh, doing that well. So teams don't necessarily want to be there. So like you said, they either trade and go all in for the now, or they try to get bad. Yes, and I do think. We're in an interesting thing with the NBA because I think there's almost an inflation on first-round picks. What do you mean by that? And the assets. Because, so teams are trying to stockpile and be good, like the Utah Jazz in OKC. OKC, I think, really started it. But to me, there's so, there's so much value on getting picks and what the value is compared to what you actually get. Because look at the Rudy Gobert trade. I think that's a huge example of the inflation on first-round picks, or assets. Are you saying this just for lottery picks or for all first-round picks? I'm just saying first-round picks. And I'm just saying it's better to have... Because if you were talking about teams going all-in... They really need to get all in if they want a second player. True, but I, I think don't think in trades people value the Bucks first round pick as much as they would a Magic first round pick. But what about a first round pick versus a good player? What do you mean? Let's say there's a 27-year-old pretty good player, a pretty good starter. Would you rather have that or a first round pick? If you're a team. That's buying in all now. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, of course you'd rather have that player, but how many first-round picks is he going to be worth? Because it wouldn't just be one 29th pick in the draft after you get you lose in the finals. Yes, that, that's a better way to put it. How? What would it take, do you think, in today's NBA market to get a good starter that's 27, 28 years old? Are you a team that's already good? Yes. Let's so say you're not, your team. You're not like you the Mavs. Not like the Mavs. Let's say. Because I'm saying the Mavs have an advantage because they have the 10th pick. So if they were to trade for somebody that's really, really good, that 10th pick is worth much more than, like I said, the the 28th pick that the Bucks have. Do you think the 10th pick gets it? Just no. a good starter? No. no. Okay. I would say that and a young guy. For the Mavs, for example, I think it'd be that and Josh Green would get okay. you a very good starter. Okay. And then what if, let's say, you want a superstar? What's it going to take? I mean, looking at the Rudy uh, Gobert example, which is not necessarily a good one, but also a good one to look at because they valued him as a the best rim protector in the league, even though that turned out to him not even being in the top like 20 for that category this year. But... Uh, mm-hmm. I'd say three to four first rounders and some young guys. So if you want a KD like we saw, it's what do they give him? Two or three first round picks, and then yeah. Mikel Bridges, Mikel Bridges Cam, Cam, Cam Johnson. Johnson. So that it's just it depends on the player, but it it works out to where you need to include some young guys with it, and that's why I think for the 28, 27 year old, you have to include a young guy with that because there's no guarantee that that pick's going to work out unless you have a top five pick. Like, right now, the Spurs could trade the number one pick for, I would say, 99% of starters in the league who aren't superstars. Yeah. To me, if I would rather be a team selling than buying right now. And I think that may be reflecting of the parity issue. There's not really well... Well, I also feel like there's more sellers than buyers. So Okay. Yeah, that's fair. And so there's more competition. True, but there's also more competition in selling. It's not you're not a guaranteed to sell everybody. You're gonna want to lay off. Yeah, that's fair. I I just think there's something about when a team wants to get good, they have to give up a lot, which really hurts them. So we have some top heavy teams in the playoffs. Yeah, that's what I we see with rotations. Is for example, the Nuggets are really running a seven, sometimes eight man rotation. But the top of their lineup, their starting lineup really is the key to their success. And you will see Jokic play over 40 minutes a night in the playoffs. Jamal Murray play over 40 minutes a night. MPJ, even though he has injury history, playing 35 minutes a night. So what do you think? Do you think it's a – you really want a nine-man rotation in the playoffs, right? Or do you? I mean, if you could choose, you'd want a 13-man rotation. But boy. you really can't have that in today's NBA because you have to have quality throughout. And most teams' depth, quality depth, does not reach that far down. Yeah, I view 13-man rotation really using in the regular season because you just can't play 40 guys 40 minutes a night all the time. Mm-hmm. And there still needs to be some quality. But once it gets to the playoffs, I think I can shorten it to a 9-man rotation, 10-man rotation. A 10-man rotation is really what you want for the playoffs realistically plus ideally 10 man is really what you're looking at 
for a perfect, realistically speaking, rotation for the playoffs. Yeah, and I just don't think we have any teams like that. There's very few. I mean, I, I can... Outside of Boston, which is just incredible. Yeah, let me let me check the Celtics, for example. But even on an average night, I don't necessarily know how much they're playing some of their lower on the lineup. And in my, like, 10-man rotation, like, sometimes you'll play everybody on the team, but you have to play them at least 10 minutes per game in the playoffs. Yeah, they, they really only have a eight-man rotation. Wow. So, uh, I'll go into some other playoff teams. For example, the Nuggets. The Nuggets have played consistently a one, two, three, eight-man rotation again. So, it's just eight-man is really where we see normally. Uh Another team that made it far. Let's go Heat. Heat They're probably play. Like seven man? I think it's more than seven. The Heat play 10 man rotation. What? Wait, it doesn't really work though because Victor Lodipo got hurt and Tyler Hero got hurt. But oh, okay. Cody Zeller and Haywood Highsmith play 9.8 and 9.7. So it really is a 10 man rotation. Oh, wow. Interesting. But yeah, I just think there are a lot of top-heavy teams. And this leads to blowouts because some guys are just really tired. I I, I get that. I do. So let let me look right quick. Yeah. Yeah, it really is a 10-man rotation. Haywood Highsmith sometimes doesn't play, but when he does play, he plays over 10 minutes a game. It's really consistently a 9-man rotation, though. So I'd say 9-10-man for for the Heat. But I guess Haywood either got hurt or something else happened because he was playing 14 minutes a night. Okay. All right. Uh, Yeah, so I do think there's a parity issue, and that's why the playoffs, I think, have not been really good. Because also there are a lot more injuries. And that may be because of uh, how they're playing the players, as you mentioned. Yeah. So, yeah, I do think there's a parity issue. I think they have to change the rules on scheduling. And they have to change something to where there's less injury prevention and just playing. Because I think the injury prevention now is really leading to more injuries. I don't necessarily know if they really have a injury prevention system set up currently because it. Or I'm saying load management. Oh, okay, okay. Uh. Well, again, the the league setting games when they do, including an in season tournament, the league's not necessarily helping that issue. Yeah. If the league was was going to do an in-season tournament, I know this is off-topic, they'd probably have to expand rosters. That is a good point and because an interesting point because I don't I necessarily know if they'd be it. willing. Would they be willing to do that, though, to increase past They 15? probably wouldn't. 
But if you want to have an in-season tournament, you have to do that, which would grow the game technically. Because I'm just thinking of FA Cup, Premier League, and Champions League. There's just so many rosters, and like not all teams are playing. But they'll still have the main guys, but they'll also have other guys to fill in. Because I think, I bet the NBA is trying to aim for a Champions League type tournament. Versus a Premier League title. I don't know what they're looking for. I'm going to be honest with you. And I think that's part of the issue. Is I don't know if the NBA knows what they're looking for. Yeah. I used to think Adam Silver was the best commissioner. I've been questioning it lately. I don't blame it. Because maybe he's looking to go into Disney, which could be the benefit. It will just stop the in-season tournament. Well, maybe shorten the games, expand. You'll have the same amount of season. Like, the season will not end earlier. There will just be fewer games. So you can schedule the games farther apart. But again, the, the NHL is thinking about increasing games from 82 to 84. What? Why? Why just money? Such a small amount. Money. Uh, But again, the NHL is a much more physical sport, and a sport that should have, in theory, more injuries. They just don't report the injuries. They're like, I'm fine. (laughs) Yeah. There is very few instances of true load management in the NHL. Yeah, it's the complete opposite. Um, but yeah, the parity issue, I think there is an issue, and that's and they've expanded the playoffs, which increases, or which decreases the playoffs, because there's a parity issue. There's a drop they, they They should, but they increased it, and they added in season tournament, which increases games, increases the number of teams, a part of it, and really shows the parity issue that the NBA has. Yeah. I think that's a great way to end it, and we'll end it there. Thank you for listening to Outsiders Opinions.